0: Ninety-seven-one FM talk podcast.
2: Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. My name is Bill Matthews, and that is Mark Cox, Carl Middleman, and uh, we have a holiday edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. This very first segment is brought to you by Chuck's Boots. We finally can tell you the news. You could win a Polaris General 1000 Deluxe Side-by-Side. Just for being a loyal customer, go to chucksboots.com and enter your first name, last name, phone number, and email. No purchase necessary to enter. See website for terms and conditions, but a new Side-by-Side would be pretty Sweet in the driveway. Right?
3: I would think it would. What yeah. a way to celebrate uh, the nation's independence. Huh? Oh, perfect. Now, ah. y-
4: you know, the real 4th of July is the 2nd of July. Oh. Benjamin Franklin said it should have been the 2nd of July. And... He got into a fight with somebody, and they said, four. <laughs>
3: you got to wonder how these things uh, came to be. Sometimes, thank you, Carl, for You're
4: that to insight. You can share that with anyone you know. His brain is full of those things—stupid <laughs> stuff like that.
2: Full of, full of something for sure. Uh, yeah. So uh, the holiday weekend.
3: Hey, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be fantastic. People are gonna be out and about, you know, celebrating their freedom. Uh, remember a couple of months ago when uh, we had to have um, we had to have the president of the United States saying, "Well, with any luck, if you if you listen to my advice, you might be able to have your your immediate family over for a barbecue right. um, on on the fourth. You you might be able to have your family over." And um, I, I'm thinking to myself, "I don't need I don't need your I don't need your uh, advice. I don't need your permission to do that. I'm an American." So we're here we it are, anyway. <laughs> and, and
2: and how the world has changed in just those few months.
3: True, but you know, look at the differences. Uh, even in our area, uh, Bo and I've noticed this this weekend. I was looking to see, uh, speaking of fireworks, and we're going to be talking more about those coming up. We're gonna we're gonna talk to a guy who who describes himself as a hobbyist, but he's really. Quite the professional when it comes to setting up these fireworks displays and everything. I was checking out online where I could go to potentially watch fireworks on the 4th. There's a bunch of opportunities, but depending on which community you're going to, you don't have all the fun activities that go along with it, right, like right. the booths and the vendors and all that. Like If you, if you come to the city, you're going to have more trouble finding that. St. Charles County, I mean, they're having a full-blown festival in their in their uh, river uh, park there right in downtown St. Charles right by the old town right yeah they're yeah. going to have the vendors they're going to have everything down there they're going to have fireworks later i mean so you can pick and choose where you're going this weekend uh, depending on what you're looking for exactly
4: well last year i went we my wife wanted to go my wife loves fireworks i'm i'm give or take whatever but we've, we had to go down to Jefferson County they were the only ones that were doing anything at the VA and it was it was Or it was American Legion. It was a fantastic show, and everyone was spaced out, and it was outside, and... I uh, I would go back down there, down yeah, south.
2: Yeah, they, they've got a big plan for the weekend as well. And, and re- regardless of when you're listening to the show, it, it is happening. There will be fireworks. What I like doing is I like find finding a high elevation and like over in the bluff area over in Illinois, where you can see the metro oh, uh, wow. looking west uh-huh. and see all the fireworks that are going off in neighborhoods and of course downtown or you know different areas. There's some there's some elevation uh, points that that I usually search out. That's and great. That's mm-hmm. kind of a, a cool. Perspective,
3: and and I'll just th- I'll just throw this in there as a little bit of self promotion for um, for my friend Ryan Wiggins. Yeah, he is programming uh, two hours that will air Sunday night from eight to ten to July on 97.1 FM talk, and it's just patriotic music. So if you're going to do something like that, where you're some distance away from the fireworks and you can't hear whatever music they're playing, Mm -hmm. you could have this on in the background on your uh, odyssey.com app or on your radio, and uh, you can listen to patriotic American uh, music in the background (laughs) while the fireworks are going on.
4: And you can actually rewind it,
2: because if if there's stuff on Monday, (laughs) you just
4: rewind it, go back to Ryan's show and listen. You know,
2: I, I got the high elevation tip from a video I saw last year that was from, I think, the Vantage point of the hollywood sign in california mm, and wow. it was overlooking la and it looked like a war was going on so, so that's interesting
3: because in la they're so worried about uh, fires all the time I, I read this story the other day they, they're having, you know, we hear about these silly gun mm-hmm. buyback programs, oh, which yeah. is always fascinating to me, because how can you buy back something I didn't get from you
4: in the first place? It's called <laughs>
3: confiscation, <laughs> right. except you're... You
4: just turn in your old guns that don't work, or you want a new model. Okay, well, it's
3: silly. But anyway, in L.A., they actually, in one of the wards there, were having a fireworks buyback deal the other day where you could, like if you, I guess you discovered that your kid had a stash of fireworks because they're illegal, you could take them down, turn them in, no questions asked, supposedly, and they'd give you a gift card. Oh my goodness. For turning, Mm. because they're trying to avoid that uh, to prevent fires and stuff. That makes sense. But during
2: COVID last year, Mark, it was crazy. It's on YouTube, so of course you can go back and take a look at it, Uh but it was just... It was nuts. I have
4: a friend who lives in Clayton. I'm not going to out her by saying her name, but she lives on the 26th floor in Perfect. Clayton, yeah. and she faces east. And she just has people over. Sit. They sit on her deck on the 26th floor, and you can see all the way from Alton all the way down to South County, and you just see them go off everywhere. Oh, I bet you do. I bet it's beautiful. Are you invited? I maybe not now that oh, I just talked about her. Yeah, it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's a problem. That's get why the, you didn't mention her name. Get on the yes. rooftop. We know. Um, hey, I don't, I, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but did you see what happened in San Jose this week regarding the Second Amendment? No. Boy, ca- I mean, California gun owners have been just pinched for years because of the, 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 the insanity of the people that have been voted into office out there and run that place from Gavin Newsom right on down. In San Jose, California, they have now voted to tax gun owners... And if you don't pay the tax, they will come into your house and confiscate your weapons. What? Is that legal? San Jose, well... They, it's going to go to court. Mm-hmm. I'll guarantee you that. But here's oh the story. Gosh. Gun owners in San Jose will face a yearly tax and be required to carry additional insurance after their city council voted unanimously to impose these new measures. And and the reason they're doing it, their, their, their excuse for doing it, their argument for doing it, is that they're trying to recoup some of the money they have to spend every year of uh, on uh, on shootings for, for law enforcement and first responders and all that. They, Of course, it must be the legal gun owners that are the reason criminals <laughs> go out and commit crimes. So we're going to stick it
2: up their uh, rear ends over this. It's ridiculous. How in the world did these politicians get to where they are with the thinking like this and I'm this is just guns I mean we could talk about any category of what the government runs but this is ridiculous social
3: progressive cradle-to-grave top-down government control liberals that's who they are that's how they operate. It's their it's their mindset. They they operate in a political vacuum out there and set liberal San Jose, California. It's a city council doing it. I mean, it's not like the the state's trying to do it. But you can bet, you know, gun owners of America, probably the NRA, Second Amendment Foundation, they're going to be all over this. They're going to find somebody who's who's been fined or had a weapon confiscated, and they're going to take this to court. And the Supreme Court of the United States, if it gets that far, is going to smack them down. This is why this next court session is so important. The last one ended this past week. In the fall, they're going to take up a very important gun rights issue, probably the most important one they've considered since the Heller decision, and they need to smack down these states, these liberal states and cities, and let them know um, that that what it, that when it says, shall not be infringed, that's what
2: they intended. Unbelievable. This yeah. is just crazy. You know, and you're talking about headlines like that. It, it brought up a video that I heard, and you actually played a portion of on your show this week of Lauren Boebert, who is about four foot nothing, yeah, and she is a a, a force to be reckoned with. Um, and she I loved how she started off sarcastic. I don't know exactly what the clip is, but can we play that real quick? I think the first ch- change you need to make is trust your people. Um, they obviously don't trust their citizens to be able to protect themselves and defend themselves. And criminals know that. And so criminals are absolutely running these streets and running rampant. And uh, crime is surging because of this. And they see the Democrats actually uh, promote these riots and looting and robbing of small businesses, burning down of small businesses. And you have then-Senator Kamala Harris even bailing criminal cr- criminals out of the streets. So if you really want to reduce any kind of crime, let's start with the laws that are already on the books <laughs> yeah. and them. Those. She is so smart, and, mm-hmm. and she—I saw her on the on the on the floor of Congress, and she was amazing. She started off with sarcasm. I'm just a fan. She's a smart gal and a great heart. Yeah,
3: I I've always enjoyed listening to her. Uh, you know, uh, they're going to have a hard time in 2022 if they continue down this path. Uh, of what we're seeing not only out of out of the House of Representatives, what what uh, the Senate's trying to do. Right. Um, it, it, the, the, the defund the police thing cost them seats in the last election. Uh, and, and we're seeing it even right here in the city of St. Louis, right. for example.
2: They're about to pass a budget that's cutting millions of dollars out of the police budget mark don't you find it amazing how they uh, just in the last seven to ten days how they've shifted the narrative to now blaming the gop on the defunding the police uh, program it's like no 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 the gop was against <laughs> all the other crap that was in it not about that. I It just blows me it's away. It's a very you can Trumpian see, move. It, you know what? It's it's like just, it's so in your face. It's <laughs> right yes. before our very eyes. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, it, it is crazy. And of course,
3: um, you know, the folks in law enforcement have to deal with that firsthand. And your friend, Sheriff Dave
2: Marshak, uh, Bo, is going to join us here in the next segment to talk a little bit He's about that. He's a great guy. So if you're out camping or floating and you're listening to the program, share it with your <laughs> friends. We'll talk to the Sheriff of Jefferson County coming up next on this. we We will do it.
3: Uh, You're listening to Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors. I'm Mark Cox. That's Bo Matthews along with Carl Middleman. We're back in just a minute.
0: Thank you.
2: How perfect is that? Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. I'm Bo Matthews. Mark Cox. Carl Middleman. Pew, pew. Is here. And uh, this segment is brought to you by Razorback Armory. They are your gun concierge on Manchester Road, a half mile east of 270. In DePair. If you've never been, oh boy, you are missing out. So don't miss out. Get to Razorback Armory. Find details, directions, and everything at RazorbackArmory.com. Mark, how you doing? I'm good.
3: Happy Independence Day. Yeah. Wicked, Yeah, huh? it, yeah it is.
2: this is fantastic. Uh, looking forward to this next segment because there's a lot to cover with the Sheriff of Jefferson County, who I'm going to say has become a pretty pretty fast friend in the last uh, couple of years, and uh, we broke bread, we've had great candid conversation, I wanted to get him on for the holiday, uh, mainly to talk about uh, do I need to keep my speed down, because speed traps are a real thing sometimes, <laughs> uh, but I want to start off, Sheriff, uh, with an update on Deputy Zach Faulkner, he was shot in Cedar Hill in the big standoff that uh, went on, uh, You you have informed me that he has actually come to the Sheriff's Department to visit, how did that go?
5: Both for asking. I appreciate it. Zach's doing much better. He continues to move slow. Uh, Doesn't have all the energy that he needs, um, particularly to be the father and the husband that he wants to be. But uh, he is making improvements. The good news is uh, his wife doesn't have to pack that uh, bullet wound every day with gauze. And uh, Things are getting better from him. He's slowly recovering. And uh, it's going to be quite some time before he makes it back to full duty. But he did Swing by the office yesterday and said hello to everybody and got out of the house for a few minutes. It was great to see him.
3: Well, Sheriff, give him our best. Uh, Mark Cox here. And, uh, it, it, you know, we, we talk a lot on the radio station, uh, both of them, in fact, about our support for law enforcement and, and the, the yeah. challenge your uh, men and women go through on a daily basis. This just kind of drives home. I mean, any any incident uh, could end up being the one where something like this happens, and and your folks always have to be on guard.
5: Mark, I appreciate those uh, comments, and as a avid listener to your station, I listen to you in the morning. I know what kind of uh, pro-law enforcement and um, uh, advocate you are, so I appreciate that from you and um, uh, glad to join you.
2: I, uh, I wanted to ask, uh, what, what kind of uh, uh, round was he shot with? And as I understand from that day that I said, because I talked to you the day before that incident happened, and I saw you on a press conference the next morning, wasn't he shot below his bulletproof vest? Is that correct?
5: Yeah, from what we from what we can surmise from the whole incident, we're still doing an after action and debriefing. Uh, but that round actually uh, was recovered from within him, had ricocheted either off from the ground or uh, from one of our armored vehicles or both. You know, the subject was shooting multiple rounds for a long time. These officers uh, were not carelessly or recklessly acting, uh, putting themselves in danger. Uh, this was one of those situations in which uh, the suspect just got lucky.
3: Wow. Sheriff, Sheriff, how how do you uh, guys handle that in your agency? I know I've I've got a lot of friends who are uh, St. Louis City and County Police. The the city guys complain to me that they're constantly outgunned, is is the way they put it. Uh, you know they, uh, they they are often encountering people who are firing back at them with uh, larger uh, uh, handguns and rounds than than they carry. Most of them in the city, for example, are not allowed to uh, carry rifles with them. They have to call in a special unit if that's what they end up facing.
5: Oh my gosh, and you brought up a great point. Can you imagine being a St. Louis City police officer right now with the lack of of support that they have, sometimes the lack of equipment. You bring up a great point. These officers should have rifles and they should have rifles issued to them as a standard piece of equipment. We have moved past some of the rhetoric or well, at least those of us in the counties have moved past that rhetoric of these you know, dangerous and disgusting looking assault rifles. Um, but we have to give these police officers the tools they need to protect themselves and our community. You know, precision instruments like rifles, they give an officer an opportunity to protect themselves. When adversaries are shooting at them from 30 yards or farther, it's unconscionable these days that we are not giving police officers the tools that they need to protect themselves and our communities.
2: You're know what? This you're is exactly
5: like. right. They, they do not—St. Louis City police officers, unless you're in a splice unit— do not have rifles issued to them. It's unconscionable considering how many police officers in St. Louis have been murdered and how many continuously get shot at.
2: Sure. I, I think it's ironic that uh, Donald Rumsfeld, 88 years old, dead this week, right? Right. And I remember his line in a press briefing when he said, You go to war with the army you have, not the army you want. It's like, (laughs) what kind of, (laughs) what is that madness? My Mm -hmm. goodness. Uh, We do want to talk, hey, we do want to talk about preparing for a crisis incident. And when you and I were talking about this, are you talking about the law enforcement or civilians uh, that support the Second Amendment or both?
5: Well, look, um, I've been a firearms instructor for a long time, I was SWAT commander. I'm familiar with the intricacies of what it takes to be in a critical situation. I think for the CCW holders out there um, that, you know, oftentimes uh, they fail to plan for uh, a critical incident like our SWAT officers do. They have to have their tools ready. I cannot tell you how many times uh, people will arrive at the range for CCW classes their firearms are not functioning properly. They're not cleaned. They're not maintained. They do not have solid ammunition, which is critical. You know, at the moment of truth, you want to make sure your tools and weapons work. And I can't stress that enough because uh, it's not the time to figure out your things don't work. Look at the St. Louis city police officer that was on his way to work a couple of weeks ago and attempted to return fire, and his firearm didn't work. That's unacceptable it's unacceptable for a law enforcement officer and it's unacceptable for a civilian who practices ccw in a responsible way
3: yeah uh, th- th- that's that's a great point you know probably one of the most eye-opening experiences i had was i i, I happened one of my sponsors is the Range st louis west and they they invited me out to take a convey advanced concealed carry course and i'm taking the ccw course there um, and it was eye-opening I mean the things that you just the scenarios you never think through if you ever have to pull your weapon and use it as a concealed carry holder about additional threats about um it, you know other people in the in the around you your surroundings I mean it, it there's so much more to it than simply going through the eight hours of training um and getting the license to carry I, it, and, and because at some point not only, is it going to possibly save your life? It might save the life of a law enforcement officer if you have to help out.
5: Exactly, Mark. And you know, I've had a lot of people ask me about uh, hosting an advanced firearms course. And I can tell you, if you want one single training recommendation that will prepare you like nothing else, is getting your heart rate up as high as possible. Do run a couple laps, run ups and downs some steps. Um, be outside. You know, obviously these are <laughs> outdoor activities before you shoot. Uh, but to get that heart rate up and then prepare you to make use of force decisions, because that's what is typically not taught in civilian CCW courses. The reality is, when you are faced with a critical situation, and or somebody is shooting at you, it's a little bit different than standing, uh, not moving, shooting at a non-moving target. Yes. And so to prepare yourself, you have to get that elevated heart rate up. Uh, to really mentally prepare you to be engaged in some type of critical incident,
2: our guest is uh, Jefferson County Sheriff Dave Marshak, and you know what that that conversation reminds me of is I rode motorcycles ever since I was a little guy on mini bikes all the way up to full scale harley Davidson's. And I thought I knew what I knew was right, and I took an advanced motorcycle training course. I'm like, and it was a promotion thing. I was, you know, (laughs) it was a sponsor. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll go do it. Dude, I learned so much about what I've been doing so wrong for so long that I think it actually saved my life, and that's just motorcycles. We're talking firearms here. But uh, anyway, yeah, advanced course in cooking, I'm sure you'll enjoy that more, Uh, whatever (laughs) whatever it is, whatever it is. Yeah, it's a good point.
3: You know, Sheriff, I I have a question for you because of the, the, the scrutiny that every law enforcement agency faces these days in, in light of you know the George Floyd case and all the negative publicity and everything that goes along with it. A lot of people get back to the, the issue of training within law enforcement. Um, ha- have you had to modify or change the training you put your officers through as a result of some of these situations we've seen around the country?
5: Uh, you know, Mark, great question. I, we as an organization have enhanced training for use of force and decision-making. That's done in a number of different ways. One of them I just talked about in terms of increase in the heart rate. Uh, but also, once that heart rate has been increased, we make our officers use different decision-making tools, um, whether it is math or whether they're shooting at poker cards to um, create a best hand at a little competition. But to get that brain working, while the heart rate is elevated. I think we're kind of unique in that. We understand um, how the heart rate, uh, when it increases, it makes an impact on your uh, decision-making ability. Mm -hmm. And so we've done some of those things, but I will also tell you this, when it comes to training and enhancing training, enhancing the officer's ability to handle uh, different critical situations, it costs an agency more not less. Enhancing police training is more expensive, not less expensive. And so we expect our police officers to get better, which we should. I think we have a responsibility to improve their training. It's going to cost our agencies more than less. And I think that's a message that's lost oftentimes in all this (laughs) defunding rhetoric.
2: I love it. Yeah, that's a great point. Thank you. Uh, Sheriff, I wanted to, uh, just touch on a couple of things. Uh, you know, a lot of people on a, on a holiday weekend, like we're on, want to have cocktails and kick back and enjoy barbecue. But if you have America. too, but but, America, America, <laughs> but if you, but if you have too much alcohol and you're shooting off fireworks are going floating, uh, we really got to pay attention to that because we don't want any more instances like we have had. My goodness, uh, the the rush on uh, the drownings that have been going on. Fireworks are also not good; they don't mix uh, good with alcohol. So, you want to speak to any of those uh, <laughs> items, and then we will talk about speed traps.
5: <laughs> of course, look, fireworks are safe. Generally speaking, use them responsibly. Uh, there are no issues, but what we see, of course, is kind of the things we joke about. You'll see beer, barbecue, and fireworks mixed, <laughs> and typically those will end up in some type of uh, call to nine one one and or a co <laughs> Think about those things, uh, but you know you, we joke about it out here because the proverbial, you know, hey y'all, watch this, right. and uh, <laughs> it usually kicks things off. But I can tell you that uh, almost all of our firework injuries. Uh, in Jefferson County and throughout the region somehow some way alcohol and or narcotics are
2: involved yeah, it, yeah. And, and fireworks are they're unpredictable let's just say i had i had uh, cousins when i was growing up they shoot bottle rockets at me they're like hey just run back and <laughs> forth across the yard and of course i wanted to be their friends so i'm like sure i'll do that we had bottle the rocket six... wars
4: when we were in seventh and eighth grade smart
2: very this smart explains well, we a lot about bo doesn't yeah. it yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're
3: getting some insight into
2: both childhood I'm he was scar- tortured i'm scarred well, but it, it,
5: look if you think if you think they're disturbed because of that i guess it says a lot about me
2: because <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing at it okay Okay, so, speed traps?
5: I'm, I'm familiar with bottle rocket wars because I would try and step it up a little bit and use those little whistlers that came out even faster. Nice.
2: Okay. Yeah, Roman candles. <laughs> That's next level stuff, man. Um, speed traps. Does Jefferson County do speed traps on a holiday weekend like they did Memorial Day weekend?
5: <laughs> Bo, come on. Did Just he get caught? Come on. I, uh, holy Smokes? No, we don't do speed traps, Bo. We <laughs> increase traffic enforcement to make sure the motoring public is safe. What, you mean? Well put.
2: <laughs> Sorry, that's what it is. Wow, that, P- he that went PR to training for that. has paid <laughs> off, there, Sheriff. <laughs>
5: uh, Bo, we do have uh, additional officers out there to make sure the motoring public is safe, as always. But they're not interested in generating revenue. Uh, when I stop somebody, I always ask them. Don't you have anything better to do with your money than give it to us <laughs> uh, To which everybody replies, of course, yes, they do. So, well, a
2: lot of uh, people most, are off are Monday. Yeah.
5: Okay. Right.
4: Is it going to go all through Monday, Sheriff? Because Monday people are off, too.
5: Yeah, Monday's a big traveling day. Look, our, our main goal is to make sure that everybody gets where they need to be. Uh, we're not out there stopping motorists to increase revenue, but... Uh, Ultimately, the goal is safety for everybody. Yeah, it
3: sure is. And and Sheriff uh, Dave Marshak, our guest from uh, Jefferson County, listen, we appreciate all you guys do, and please give uh, our best to the men and women who are going to be working this holiday weekend.
5: I appreciate it, gentlemen. Have a good weekend. 247 years ago, the first Continental Congress met uh, because our country was fed up with where we were heading. Just a note. Have a good weekend.
3: Yeah, well put, Sheriff. We appreciate your time. Thank you. That's fantastic. Love getting him on here on the Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Hey, listen, we just mentioned fireworks a minute ago. Um, what what do you do? There's been a lot of pressure on the fireworks industry this year. They couldn't get supplies. They've, 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 they've had lots of problems. We're going to talk to uh, Rob Seema about that when we come back on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Radio and the Great Outdoors. Mark Coxon here, along with uh, Bo Matthews, and as always, produced by uh, the great Carl Middleman.
2: You're welcome for that. And yeah, I, but you I knew you were going to do this song. I did knew you. you? Were, yeah, I knew it. I, of course, you did. There's a country song called Fireworks, by the way.
4: Yeah, but there's also this was
2: like a huge hit. I get it. Well, <laughs> what? country and didn't. That have any, wasn't. I'm sorry, country didn't have any huge hits. Thanks, friends. all no, places. <laughs> <me. laughs> More people know this song
4: than the other one. Well, Who, who's the artist of that one, Bo?
2: josh turner okay you can find it
4: next year i promise i promise you we will play josh turner's fireworks. sure you will so (laughs) this
2: next guest on second amendment radio on the great outdoors is actually a get by you personally uh tell me what happened
4: so my daughter has this carnival at school and every year they have rides and stuff and but one year the carnival actually had fireworks and I am not a fireworks guy. I've been to Disney, and I've been downtown to the 4th of July for Fair St. Louis, and fireworks aren't my thing. There have only been two shows that have impressed me with a fireworks display. One was Disney's very last Star Wars weekend's <laughs> fireworks show. Yes, nerd. Wow. Oh, and I also learned this week that Disney is the number two buyer of explosives in the United States, only behind the Department of Defense. Unbelievable. And two was this Visitation Academy carnival. This fireworks at this local school was set to music and it was professionally done. And I was very impressed for somebody who doesn't care about fireworks. I was very impressed. And I was talking to my wife this week and I said, yeah, on the great outdoor show, we should probably talk to somebody about fireworks. And she said, well, why don't you call Rob Sima since he's the one that has impressed you with the fireworks. And so on the phone with us right now is Rob Sima. This isn't even his real job. This is his hobby. So wow. it's more
2: than just a guy going to a tent and buying fireworks. He's a guy that really knows what he's talking about. You're talking about the choreographed music fireworks thing, right?
4: Pyrotechnic
2: show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Hi, Rob. Uh, hi, guys. How's it going? <laughs> Good. Are you been? Bu- have you been busy leading up to the 4th of July weekend? I have. I have. You
1: know, you're talking about it's my hobby. My wife calls it my hobby gone mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll,
3: I'll bet. I'll bet because I don't think anybody – like, I – I've set off fireworks before. I've never tried to put a show on, but Carl's kind of explaining the fact that you've taken it to a brand new level here.
1: Yes, yeah, it, it really—it's—it's it's out of hand, that's
3: for sure. <laughs> so, so give us an idea how that works. I mean, you got a—is—is is it a computer program? I mean, how in the world uh, do you do this and synchronize it uh, to music? Because isn't there's a delay between the firework going off and actually exploding? That—that's where I would—that would. Uh, that would stump me just like calculus.
1: Yeah, just just a little bit. They, you know, it, we in the fireworks industry we're benefiting from the advances in technology just like everyone else is. So, I have a, a a computer program. It's a fireworks simulation. And you load the fireworks in and you give it, you know, some information about what they are and how high they go and what's the size of the firework. And the computer's able to figure out how long it's going to take from the time you light it to the time when it actually explodes in the sky. Wow. And I can simulate, I can see exactly what the show is going to be like, set the music in advance on my computer.
2: So the music sequence or the music synchronization is not with the deployment of the firework, it's actually when it's visual.
1: Well, I can decide. So for some firework, I might I, I might want it to be when they're deployed. And for some, I might want it to be when they're visual, when they actually explode. Wow.
2: And who are you responsible for doing fireworks this weekend, beside your own backyard?
1: Um, I have three shows. So on Friday, I'll be in West Alton with a crew. I'll be at Lake Sherwood, Missouri, shooting in the middle of the lake, which is a really neat show, on Saturday. And then I'll be up in Louisiana, Missouri, shooting out over the Mississippi River on 4th.
3: That's outstanding. you, you can I, you've got your hands full. so so give, give <laughs> us do. give us an idea. I mean, we, we've been hearing all kinds of stories that there have been supply problems this year with fireworks and all that. Have you seen any of that?
1: Oh yeah, that's definitely happening. So last year, you'll recall almost every public show was canceled right. Um, yeah. In fact, you know, I'm a member of the Missouri pyrotechnics Association. Our show, uh, the Sky Wars Fireworks Championship, which is almost like the U.S. Fireworks Championship. So it's uh, one of the biggest shows in the United States. It's right here in, in, in St. Louis. It hmm. um, was one of the only shows that went. So what everybody did is they went in, to their fireworks tent. Fireworks sales were up 55% last year, which is just huge. And the tents were empty. You know, In the U.S., they're out of almost all fireworks. Um, most of our fireworks come from China. But when they tried to order the fireworks from China, the factories were closed because of COVID. And so they're behind. And then they finally got the factories open. But then the ports in China are all clogged up because everybody's trying to get, you know, uh, uh, amazingly, things besides fireworks are trying to get out of China. (laughs) And then when they got to the U.S. ports, the U.S. ports are backed up. And then when they got them off the ships, there's no trucks. And so that's just cascaded right into the tent. and, And supplies are pretty limited this year.
2: So, uh, in your f- uh, first experience as a, a little guy, a little a little kid with fireworks, were you just amazed from day one that first lady <laughs> finger you blew off near your ear or whatever?
1: Well, I didn't really start there. I had a dad who loved fireworks. Uh, he, he didn't. He hadn't taken it to where I have, but handed me a lit Salem light cigarette and a firecracker and said, "Go there and light that firecracker." <laughs> so, Started me up. I was, I think I was five. And you, I mean Your mom's yeah, saying fine. No oh, Yeah, no, she was fine. Uh, she okay. was fine. I mean, we used to do we used to do all kinds of crazy stuff and you know, my mom was a uh, she worked at the FBI too. So this was like, you know, kinda of, kinda of crazy. And I remember she came home one time, me and some buddies are sitting at the kitchen table and we were taking across apart uh, fireworks and we had a pile we had a mound of flash powder in the center of the kitchen table, which I now know would have blown the kitchen off the house. Oh had, goodness didn't know. And we had some wax bubbling on the stove because we're gonna use that to make our little, you know, fire fireworks. And she walked in from work at the FBI and looked at us and said, Hey boys, what are you doing? And we said, Oh, we're making cherry bombs and she looked at the stove and saw the wax bubbling and she oh. said, You better not ruin my pot.
2: Oh, my gosh. You know, I was at one of those uh, out of Brookdale Farms a few years ago. Uh, they had uh, like all the, it was like a competition. Have you, I don't know if you've been to this and I forget what pyro night or something like that. I forget what they call, but they had gasoline bombs. Like they would send yep. it up in these huge, I mean, it looked like an, the atomic bomb a movie. With, yeah, it did. It was amazing. And you could feel the heat from 1500 feet away. It was just amazing. Yeah. Do you do those too That is too? actually our show. That's
1: my show. I'm the display operator on that show. Oh, boom. Oh. How? So and the mic small drop. world. Yeah, so that is so that's a, uh, the Missouri Pyrotechnics Association puts that on. It's now called that Sky Wars that I mentioned. Oh, okay. At the time, it had a different name. It's been called a couple things over the years, but um, yeah, Sky Wars is at Innsbruck this year on September twenty fifth.
2: Good to know. Um, so this yeah. is yeah, this is where all like the these guys like uh, Rob here come together, and and it's a competition, right?
1: That's right. We bring in last year we had people from C one states uh, that were in town, you know, either working on the show. Um, it's two hours of fireworks, and we amazing. we have a we have a competition. Show us your best, and it and it is it's crazy what they what these guys put up. So, uh,
3: have you had to modify anything this year because of the supply problems?
1: No. Well, we. Uh, there's a couple of things. I mean, one, we knew this was coming, and so uh, the guys that are in the competition this year, which we have shooters from uh, Wisconsin, Illinois, and Texas that are coming in for the competition, and then a bunch of other shows, just 10 shows that we do. Okay. Uh, they knew it was coming, and these guys have been hoarding fireworks for over a year. <laughs> um, and then on the professional side, you know, since all the shows were canceled last year, the professional fireworks, the big stuff, Uh, You know, they have their supplies from last, so they're fine. Ah,
3: that's good. So, I mean, maybe it's a little too much inside baseball, but for somebody who's never tried to set up something like this, what what kind of cost do you have tied up just in the fireworks? Like, some of these tubes that are set up I've seen on the barges and stuff in the past are just massive,
4: hundreds of dollars.
1: Oh, yeah. For one, I mean, one, so we shoot at Skywars, we shoot some 12-inch shells. So imagine, you know, basketball-sized shell coming out of the ground. You know, it's buried in the ground five feet, uh, the tube we shoot it out of. And just one of those is $250. Yeah. Wow.
2: And One shot and it's bust. gone. Yeah. yeah. No One kidding.
1: shot and they're you know, we'll shoot we'll shoot five or six of those at Skywars. That's that's bigger than they shoot at the arch. They only go up to ten inches down at the
2: arch. So as a as a wannabe guitar player, I look at other guitar players and go, <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Who do you look at and go, Man, that's amazing? What what, what what makes you go wow?
1: I tell you what, I mean, these these guys at uh at Sky Wars, you know, I've never competed. I've shot at that event back in twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen before I was helping them to, you know, to organize it. Uh, but not as a competitor. Um, and the stuff they do is, uh, you know, they they are it's synchronized down to the hundredth of a second. Every wow. note to the music is, you know, tied to an effect. And you know the amount of time they spend and just how beautiful it is. I mean, I, there were there were people after last year's show literally with tears in their eyes. It was so it was so beautiful in the way they had timed it to the music and. Uh, that's pretty inspiring stuff you know it, it's it's uh i one day i of course my hobby's already mad enough but maybe i'll take it to another level <laughs> so
2: so did you say are you saying that you did get a big show in uh during 2020 or, or are you talking about 2019
1: no we actually shot in 2020 so we uh we shoot out at Innsbruck. we're partnering with Innsbruck uh for it uh we're not in the resort but we're just outside on a 300 acre piece of property wow. And we wa- we had enough room that we were able to to spread out and do social distancing. Of course, we we're already outside, which is great. Uh, and then you know it, what what people wound up doing is they'd have their little pot of you know five or six people in their family, and then there'd be six feet between them and the next family. and yeah. Uh, we pulled it off. It was great because I think people really wanted to do something, and so we were able to get it done last September. And this year, we should be able to do it again.
3: Yeah, I think it's going to be crazy this year with um, everyone's fired up and ready to get back out. And okay, I mean, other than there's really no restrictions anymore, so it should be huge.
4: <laughs>
1: right now, Rob, yeah, it... I, I would think so. Go ahead. No, I was yeah. I would I would think so, definitely.
4: Now, Rob, if you are an amateur like we all are, and you see yep. these stands. What should you steer away from if you want to, like, have some fun, but also, you you see the thing, there's, like, $200, and you're like, oh, I'll get that, that looks fun, and then in 10 minutes later, you're like, that was disappointing. Is there anything commercially available that is fun, but not necessarily dangerous?
1: Yeah, well, um, you know, any of it can be dangerous if you don't take some safety precautions. Of course, um, and uh, you know, you talk about how much stuff costs. You know, fireworks is the only hobby where you literally are burning money. You know, it's, it's uh,
2: <laughs> literally like our government. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> did I say that out loud? <laughs> you did. Happy Fourth of July. Fireworks yeah. Stimulus. Fireworks. Stimulus. And it's not. Yeah, it's not cheap
3: to if you even if you're trying to do it to yourself. Other Uh-oh. than just some some. You know, I was telling somebody. I remember this as a kid. um... I grew up in Southern Ohio, and there weren't fireworks stands everywhere. Sometimes, when you Trout states, you could find them somewhere. I used to order them through a magazine. I'd have to mail off, you know, a wow. check or a money oh, order, yeah. and then they would, would arrive at my house in a box with. with and I would always order, uh, you know, uh, bottle rockets and snakes, and, yeah, things like that, sparklers and yeah,
1: that's crazy. I, I remember that. I did that too.
3: I, I just wonder. I mean, can is that even still a thing? Can they ship them through the regular mail these days?
1: No, uh, you can get them shipped. They have to be shipped by, uh, you know, only some carriers will ship it, mm. and they're not going to deliver it to your house. You'd have, <laughs> to, you'd have to go to the depot and pick it up. Wow. But they will deliver to a, you know to a business address.
3: Boy, how things have changed. Hey, I tell you, uh, yep. Rob, remind us again uh, where you're going to be shooting uh, on, on um, Saturday and Sunday.
1: Uh, on Saturday, I'll be at Lake Sherwood, uh, Missouri, and then I'll be up in Louisiana, Missouri on uh, Sunday
2: great that's outstanding well uh i guess you're probably not one of the guys that did bottle rocket wars like us dorks in this studio but uh Uh, uh,
1: you know i don't as a as the vice president of the missouri pyrotechnics association i don't recommend you do that but yeah i did
2: (laughs) you have you have credentials i didn't hold on here carl you i didn't know he had credentials and and just real quick before we hang up of course the, the the motto is leave it to the pros but uh real quick what is your background
1: um, I, you know, I'm an I'm an IT professional. Oh, so I have okay. a I have a an IT company.
2: That That's
3: my that, that helps. My day so when the software doesn't work, he knows how to fix it. Uh, so yeah. W- yeah. W-
2: <laughs> So your opinion on the election in uh, November, sir?
3: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, come on now.
2: <laughs> no comment on uh,
3: Dominion. No, no, that would be no co- all, right. Right, all right, all right, we get it. Rob Seema, listen, uh, thanks for your advice. We appreciate you. You bet! Thanks, guys. Yeah,
2: you bet! <laughs> what an interesting guest! I'm telling you, I, I do want to talk to him about that, though.
4: Yeah, you, or is <laughs> the fact that his mom worked for the FBI?
2: Yeah, no kidding. Oh, it's all coming what together. A great background. Mm-hmm. That's good great stuff. show. Happy yeah. Fourth of July, guys! Uh, thank you very much. Uh, be safe, have fun, and happy birthday, America! Happy Independence Day, America! Outstanding. That's Second Amendment Radio on the great outdoors. Share the podcast to anybody you know that supports the Second Amendment. We'll see you next week. See you, boys.